0: You're listening to episode 43 of the Walking Closer Podcast. Welcome to the Walking Closer Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Como. Are you in pursuit of God? When you are, are told to pursue God, what do you think about? What, what does that look like for you? What does that mean for you? Well, these are the things I want you to think about as you listen to this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Everything we hear, see, touch, feel, smell, and taste ultimately comes from a world created from the loving hands of an all-powerful God who is Bigger than the universe he created. He has made himself known in everything he created. His presence is is everywhere, and all we have to do is stop, open our eyes, and take it all in. Not to diminish the suffering and evil we see and experience,
1: but there's plenty of
0: good to take in, even in the face of evil and suffering. Scripture tells us that in the beginning, when God created all things, he said that it was good, it was good. It was very good. That tells me that when I look out into the world, and regardless of what I see, somewhere, maybe really deep down inside, there is something good that resides, especially when I see humans made in the image and likeness of God. And regardless of what I see, why I see it, why I think I see it, or in other words, regardless of who it is, why they are the way they are, or what I think is really going on, behind all the suffering and misery resides someone worthy of love, something... Good. Now, you might take a step back and look at the world and ask, why do we find things in the state in which we now see them? I've talked somewhat about this and touched base on this, and in fact, it's behind the knee for the transformation that we talk about so often. And I think a part of this we have to consider is the formation of our hearts away from God. And Paul gives a timeline of sorts of how this developed, how things developed over time in Romans 1 and following. But now, I, I know there's different ways of approaching and interpreting Scripture, and, but even if you take the story of the Bible as a whole, um, and as, as a whole, no matter your perspective, there, there's a constant theme that runs throughout the whole. And it has to do with what we pursue and God's pursuit of us. It has to do with the choices we make and what we're going to pursue in this life, all the while God's, God's pursuing us. The narrative might go something like this. So in the beginning, there was a choice. A choice was made, and it changed everything. There's a picture of man walking and talking with the divine. There was a, an intimacy unlike anything we know. Then humans pursued something that took us down a different path. Now, I'm not sure it was the desire to know good and evil that was a downfall as much as it was the way they wanted to go about handling it and understanding it. It it was a way that removed God. See, they went around God and they obtained something they were not ready for or capable of handling. I believe they were meant to understand those things, but in time and through a process that God would take them through. Nevertheless, that's my home theory. But God said, if you pursue after this, you'll die. So a choice was made. And as Paul says, Romans 5, 12, Sin came into the world, and sin bought death, and it spread to all men. And when the choice was made, reality was changed for humans. They, they gained a whole new perspective. Their world changed. Going from no concept of being naked to being ashamed because you are supposed to represent that cataclysmic, mind-altering change. And then as things progressed, humans, even though aware of God, began to pursue other things. However, it seemed God was in pursuit of us as well. And as some might put it, it might go something like this. As the kingdom of Satan continued to grow, God pursued a course that would defeat him and transform man into his own image, bringing us back to him. Now, regardless of how you want to say it, within man still resided the image of God, something that was very good. Now, God's pursuit of us is illustrated by God creating a covenant with man, and it it's fulfilled with, with promises and, and, and in course of, of doing this, he creates a nation through which he will secure the redemption or the transformation of mankind. And in the process of developing and molding and shaping, making and keeping promises, he rescues and disciplines and protects and blesses this nation. And At a pivotal moment, though, in their history, one of its many leaders, looks out over the nation, seemingly understanding the path mankind has taken and and understanding the history and the path of his own people. He makes a statement which can be viewed as a question, maybe a warning, a plea, a treatise, a choice. It's a statement that still resonates today and speaks to us and what we are pursuing in life. The person I'm speaking of is Joshua, who in Scripture is leading Israel into the Promised Land. And what he says is found in Joshua 24, 14 and 15. And he says this, So, fear the Lord, and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped, and when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. We're all pursuing something in this life. We're all worshiping something. There is something or someone in which we put our hope. And we chase after. Something we hold up and give our life to pursuing. And Joshua challenges his people, and I think it challenges for us today as well. And he challenges them by asking them, Are you now going to pursue the gods beyond the Euphrates and in Egypt? See, the ancestors of Abraham worshipped the gods of the Mesopotamian area. There were gods for everything in every purpose. There were three cosmic deities, three astral deities, a whole slew of specialized gods and corresponding demons dead people came back as spirits to hunt their children hills and rocks and mountains were considered to be alive and to have powers and Joshua wants to know are you going to simply return to pursuing these gods those of your forefathers oh, it's, it's a valid question for us today you know we raise our children in the faith we have we teach show our children who or what is worthy of worship is it possible that the things you pursue are the things you saw your parents pursue Successful careers, appearances, perfections, sports, sex, money, status, shopping, entertainment, types of entertainment. Do you even have your own faith or are you simply holding on to the faith of your parents? Do you even know why you believe what you believe? and Are you simply content with it all because, well, it was good enough for them, so it's good enough for you? Joshua also mentions in his challenge the gods of the Amorites. They were the gods of those who dwelt in the land that the Israelites now called home. These would be the local gods in plain sight, a part of the local society and culture. The dominant deity in that area was Baal, whose name just simply meant owner or master or lord. Baal started his career, if you will, as the god of weather, but expanded into fertility and then to ritual prostitution. There was also a mother goddess, Ashereth, and you know, between all the sacrifices and the temples and the sexual rituals, those things would have been enticing to the Israelites. So we may not be confronting Baal or Asherah as they were seen in those days, but we struggle with the gods of our own culture every day. Baal and Asherah have new faces, and they take on new forms. Fame, fortune, vehicles, homes, more stuff, pornography, sex. Facebook friends, likes, Twitter, followers, traditions, pursuit of knowledge, ability to out-argue but make no point. We can, we can sometimes see Bell and Asherus when we look in the mirrors of selfish ambition, pride,
1: indulgence, simply lack of self-control. And one day, these will be the gods of our children. Or they could be. And they may repeat what they see, what they learn, what they were shown and taught by us, by what we pursue. But Joshua presents another option.
0: He says, Pursue after God himself. Now, some of the things previously mentioned that we pursue may not be bad or wrong or inherently evil within themselves, but we pursue them like gods. But, what have they ever done for us but enslave us and rob us and disappoint us when we elevate them to a place they are not intended to be? Listen, our hearts are like closets. We fill them with things we pursue, and we think as long as God can fit somewhere in there, we are okay. However, that's not going to work, and that's not how it works. Because all the while, we are while we are pursuing things, God is relentlessly pursuing after us because he is a jealous God. And While we're pursuing these things, God pursues us like a jealous husband wanting, to, wanting his bride back. And do we realize the extent to which he pursues and calls us? How he demonstrates his love and his patience and he, he essentially puts up
1: with us, right? And what we turn life into. Scripture says he will never leave us or forsake us. But do we
0: see this? Do we get this? He doesn't force us, right? He
1: he desires us. Do we desire him? It really, really does come down to a choice. So, look at your life. What are you pursuing? And what are you putting hope in and chasing after? What have you lifted up? And are now giving your life to pursue. Is it truly fulfilling? Leading to an abundant life? Uh, I'm not saying that there aren't things in life to enjoy. But we need to make
0: sure we keep things in the proper perspective. And while there are things that can put us in awe and wonder, things that we can pursue, good things and wholesome things, what what makes them fulfilling is not those things within themselves. It's those things being done in the context
1: of God and doing those in His presence, living in amidst His presence
0: as we pursue those things, giving honor and glory and
1: proper thanks and recognition to the one behind it all. And if if we're not seeing our life fulfilling? Your challenge is what are, you, what are you doing? What are you pursuing? And stop and begin to pursue Him. Pursue Him in all things.
0: Pursue Him in the skies and what they reveal. Pursue Him in nature and what, what nature speaks of Him. Pursue Him in art and music and literature and all things beautiful. Pursue Him and others, seeing those made in the image and likeness of God. Pursuing God, you see, is not just about reading your Bible. It's about living a life where we learn what it really means to live and move and have our very existence in Him. Pursue Him in all that you do. Thanks for listening to this episode, and please consider subscribing to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, please consider sharing. If you have any questions, you can drop me an email, send it to adam at Walkincloser.com, and join me next time as we explore becoming like Jesus from the
1: inside out.